Ever feel like there's more to life than meets the eye? Ever feel there's more to yourself than you give credit for? Like there's a deeper truth, a wellspring of love that connects us all. Welcome to the Human Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. This podcast is about exploring the common spark within us all, that place within that holds a deeper sense of truth and love. And hopefully this podcast can become your sanctuary, a place to cultivate the inner flame. Together, we'll listen to a multiplicity of stories and practices from others on this journey. Those who are curious and wish to understand themselves and the world. At its core, this podcast is about adventure and character building so that we can unite as one family in this vast and miraculous universe. Thank you for tuning in. And now, I'm going to the podcast with one of our beautiful guests. Aren't you going to open with a song? Huh? I heard you are going to open with a song. I am. Oh, I'm going to open with a song. Am I going to open with a song? Oh, are you really doing this? Yeah. And it's about relationships. It's on theme, you know. It's wicked <sighs> love. All right. Oh, we're doing wicked, wicked game. Wicked game, yeah. Okay. I'll do it half half a song. Okay, yeah, not too long. Not yeah. too long. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. Take up too much time. And maybe that's the intro, you know. Today we're talking about that's relationships. Okay. <laughs> do you know? Do you know this song? You know, it has like different words. Like it has like sometimes he wants to fall in love, sometimes he doesn't want to fall in love. Did you realize that? Yeah. You did. Of course. Okay, yeah. cool. I only noticed when I started reading the lyrics. I was like, oh, no wonder I kept getting them. I thought I was getting it wrong. Yeah. Like, I actually thought that I was saying the wrong lyrics. And I was yeah. like, oh, he actually says both those lyrics. But isn't that everybody? Like, the things we want the most, we also fear, right? Well, I thought because sometimes I want to be in love. And so I hear the song as in, I want to be in love. And then sometimes I don't. And then I hear the lyrics. And I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to be in love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, am I hearing like, am I what I want to hear? <laughs> yeah. And then I realized, no, he actually says, he says both. And so that's why I was like, oh, okay. I'm not tripping balls here. <laughs> yeah. Like he so does, funny. he does say both. But that's what happens, eh? Like, I'm like, am yeah. I tripping balls? Like, am, I, <laughs> am I creating some illusion? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So Wicked Game, Chris Isaac. Yeah. And the acoustic guitar. Mm. All right. What was on fire, no one saved me, brought you Strange what these are, make foolish people do I never dreamed that I'd meet somebody like you I never dreamed that I'd lose somebody like you No, I don't want to fall in love No, I don't want to fall in love With you Came to play, make me feel this way. What do I get to do? Make me dream of you. What do I get to say? Never felt this way. What do I get to do? Make me dream of you and I. I wanna fall in love No, I don't wanna fall in love With you 
I uh, I think I wasted the, the high note earlier singing, singing before. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this again. It's beautiful. Grazie, bello. Thanks. We got there. We got there. Okay. Well, okay. that's a good intro to the podcast. 100%. So welcome to the Personal Evolution Podcast. I'm here with Almira. Is that what we say? I'm you don't know how to say my name. I know, yeah, no, oh, I've just been calling it Al the entire time, like, in my mind. Like, is it Amira? Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Anyway. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to go into that. Yeah. No. <laughs> awesome. So you are a relationship coach. Yes. I'm a relationship and Spiritual coach, coach and business coach. I don't really consider myself a spiritual coach, uh, if I'm honest. Okay. I more You did and not anymore. Um, this Which, is a very interesting topic, interesting, yeah. you know. I believe a lot of people that consider themselves to be a spiritual mentor shouldn't. <laughs> Because a lot of... Um, oh, yeah, we spoke about this. We spoke about this. Yeah, you know, yeah. the New Age spiritual community out there, there are a lot of things we think we know, but we don't. And the moment we start preaching things without realizing, without actually taking the time to be like, hey, is this objective or am I projecting something? Mm. Is this from my subconscious? Is this from my... Yeah, have you uncovered the truth of it yet? Exactly, you know. Yeah. And the truth is, in my opinion, until you have gone to the afterlife, you don't know the answer. And obviously... There is similarities between so many of our spiritual experiences. So mm. we came to the conclusion there are some truth, you know. Mm. Um, but I do think when it comes to spirituality, like we have to take more responsibility as coaches or healers to be more objective and do our research and be vigilant because our subconscious is always listening, right? Like we're always planting seeds onto other people. So anything we say, our words have power. Mm. So yes, be authentic. Yeah. Did you know that? No. So abracadabra means I create with my words. Ah. So we do create with our words. Yeah. So magic mm. is actually language in your words, in your, mm. in your vocabulary. For example, I recently learned that we shouldn't even be saying good morning because morning is like morning of death, right? I'm like, why do spiritual people say grand rising instead of good morning? And someone taught me that saying mm. your words are spells. Morning yeah. is like morning somebody that's dying. Why do you want to start your, you know? beginning of the day saying good morning we don't want to mourn well, anything there, no i think there is something to mourn and two notes there oh, one, what are we mourning tell me Anthony. one is we spell letters we spell words mm. so that's why that spells to cast a spell with your words and letters that's one correlation but mourning <clears throat> you're mourning the rising and and falling of the sun mm. so it's beautiful yeah, looking at it it's like you we, we are mourning we're mourning the day we mourned yesterday you know, that's past. That's now looking today. That's sort of the future. And there's a proper way to mourn. So I, I, I like, <laughs> I like the good morning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause if you look at like a lot of stories from like ancient myth, a lot of them are based off the sun's movement patterns around the world. So like, it's about the sun. And so it's us, you know, in often, in often many cultures as well, like the sun God is the primary God or like he's the, of course the ruler. we say grandfather sun, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like the, the king of Kings sort of thing. So, there's a couple of ways of looking at that. Um, also, like, you know, the sun is at its highest point for three days. Sorry, at its highest point. Then it goes, touches the lowest point for three days and stays there for three days. And then rises again. You know what time of year that is? Same birthday as Jesus. Wow. Yeah, so the res- sorry, 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 sorry. I think it's, is it, where is it Easter. It's the resurrection. The re- anyways, it's the resurrection, yeah. Yeah, it's Easter. Wow. So Easter would be like the, the lowest point and then comes back up again. I think mm. it is. But that'd be in the, yeah. Depends on what hemisphere you are, you're in. It's, you know, it's different stories, right? Mm. Um, but that's why it's just, it's actually tracing the, the sun. Wow. And then, um, 
yeah, we have like the brightest day or something like that, the sun, it's new new birth or something like that on the same day Jesus is born. We start a whole new. This is the thing about Anthony. So, Anytime I have a conversation with him, <laughs> he just drops like some knowledge random bombs. knowledge. I'm like, I yeah, don't know how you just random. casually said something. But, you know, <laughs> good morning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're literally actually... just talking about good morning, <laughs> power of language, and all of a sudden, Antichrist, the Christ, you know, son, what? and you know, like all of yeah, that. Well, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Well, yeah. You know, like it's you beautiful. said, you got to understand, like, like a spirituality thing. You understand what what are you talking about when you say morning? Like you are morning something. You know, mm. so. You know, you're more in the day. Yeah. For me, I personally, I wasn't a huge fan of that approach because there were a lot of words we had to be vigilant for. Like mm. when I was talking to this woman and I loved her intention, right? Intentions were great, but I'm just like, but I don't want to live in fear. Mm. I don't want to second out every word that's yeah. coming out of my mouth. I believe I'm a conscious creator and I am conscious with what I'm thinking about, how I'm feeling, what I'm saying. Um, and I don't want to add on top of that. Mm. Like, I want to live, you know? Yeah, but we know what's more important is how you say things, tonality and your body language, as opposed to what you say. Exactly, and so, the intention behind it too, you know? Like, yeah, even if it's morning, from the perspective of, like, morning the sun, yeah. versus, like, what are we trying to mourn here? Yeah, well, just, the energy yeah. is so different. It's coming from love versus coming from fear, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, exactly. You can say whatever you want, as long as it's not whatever you want. But <laughs> you can say most things with the right intention, Yeah, I feel, and then you're going to be okay. 100%. It's the same thing with food I learned recently too. Is like, depending on how you perceive food, is this going to be harmful to me or not? It'll actually have a negative consequence or a positive consequence just on your thought about it. So, which is actually something I need to fix because I'm like off gluten, I'm off dairy, I'm off sugar, I'm off alcohol, but I'm very like, because this thing is very dangerous to me. And so it probably is because I'm causing that sort of like loop in my head as opposed to someone who's like, eh, you know, this is fine. And they're actually, I'm like, how are they okay with that? It's because they have a, a better relationship with it, I'd say. 100% like the universe is mental right everything yeah. is mental so yeah all mind is mental yeah. as, as uh Obi Marcus would say uh. <laughs> but um but we're here to actually talk touching about touching base else. on relationships you know yes. we, we got there there was a string we said there was a string <laughs> there thing, so I'm yeah. like okay let's pull this one now okay oh. so we're here to talk about relationships yeah in particular what what kind of relationships and relationships with what with partners with the world with yourself with what where did you feel like taking that um, relationship with um, opposite sex, I would say. Okay. Um, I believe the self-love culture we live in is very toxic. You know, mm. yes, we don't want to rely on outside source of love, but we need community love. We need family love. We need romantic love. We need all of that. Like human beings are literally emotionally driven creatures. And one of the saddest things to me in today's day and age is the gender war, you know? Mm. Like we're hating on each other, presuming things, playing games when there is no point. Like there's so many amazing men out there there's so many beautiful women out there that actually have the intention of you know pursuing a conscious uh beautiful relationships but a lot of people are struggling and yeah let's talk about that okay yeah so why do you think a lot of people are struggling um well let's go with that so be more bit precise like why do you think most females are struggling and then we'll dive into why do you think most males are struggling um i think it's very similar okay. trauma wants uh coping mechanism Lack of communication skills, self-love, worthiness, and lack of understanding of the self mm. and each other, right? I believe so many people out there, the perception of love we have, which we learn through our parents, unfortunately, is unresourceful. Our parents wanted the best for us, right? They wanted us to be successful human beings that traveled the world, had great families. And the way they raised us sometimes, although their intentions were great, we took on a lot of beliefs about what needs to happen in order for us to earn love. Mm. We were taught to earn love, 
like I did not understand what unconditional love was for myself, for humans, whether it's romantically or platonically, until two years ago. Before then, I always had to work for love. And in turn, because that was my belief, every single person I attracted into my life uh, was a trauma bond. Can I ask you a question there? Mm. Was it different with your mum? Like, you so with your mum, did you have to earn love as well? Or was this like your dad had to earn love and mum was unconditional? Um, was there a distinction between the two? Hmm. Well, when we were children, we didn't know, right? I know my mum's love for me is unconditional now, now as an adult. Yeah. But most of our beliefs about the world, about ourselves, about society was formed before age seven uh, when our brain was in theta mm-hmm. brainwave. And during that period, uh, the child Almira did think love was conditional, you know? But why? What gave you that impression? Sorry? What gave you that impression? It's silly things. It's small things. That's why, like, when I first started getting the personal development trauma healing, I'm like, I never want to have children. Children are so easily traumatized. Like, you tap them the wrong way. They're, like, you know, traumatized mm. for life. But small things, right? Like, for example, my grandparents, my family, like, I was, like, the golden child, you know. They loved me so much, but I was also the performance child. Like, I learned English very early on. I learned dancing, drawing, blah, blah, all of these extracurriculum things when I was like in kindergarten and it was beautiful the intentions were beautiful but at the same time I was also the show child you know like I was put on the stage in front of people to be like look what my grandchild or what my Mm -hmm. daughter can do and this actually affected me in a lot of areas of my life growing up that I had this interesting relationship with being seen because on one hand I loved it because I knew I was rewarded every time I performed very well you know, when I was young. Yeah. But at the same time, I took on the idea that I had to perform all the time at a certain level to be loved and appreciated like that. And that affected my professional life, affected my personal life. And it was so unconscious. I didn't even notice. I didn't even know. And I thought these kind of relationships or friendships were just normal because mm-hmm. I didn't know any better. That's all I knew, right? Like if I love someone, I have to go out of my way to help them sacrifice myself. If I love someone, I have to prove myself. I have to do this. I have to do that. Look, I'm all about making efforts. I believe that if you want to pursue a relationship or friendship, you should put in some efforts. If you don't have the time or energy, no problem. Then don't waste other people's time, right? That's another reason. Like a lot of people are going into the dating market right now without being ready. And then they go into situations and they start freaking out and they withdraw, right? And that also causes more problems for the other party, blah, blah, blah. So many different things. But my point is, I'm not saying like right now in my dating life or in my friendships, I say, I don't care about you. I don't want anything to do with you. But it comes from a place of having my own cup full first. Mm. And at the same time, like recognizing these are extra things. You know, I don't need to do these things to be loved by you, to be supported by you, to be accepted by you. Um, But I will if I want to. And I know you will appreciate it. And I know that if I needed something that you will show up for me too. But I have no expectations. Yeah, That's unconditional, right? Like, with the type of people I date or even like actually the people I have dated, I stay friends with almost every single person I have dated because we see each other as humans first, mm-hmm. men and women second, you know? And to me that human connection and um, do I like you as a person um, is the foundation of anything else. So if the romantic aspect of it doesn't work out still, like if I appreciate this connection, if I love you as a human. Um, if you've created some beautiful memories together, experiences together, why do I have to let that go? Um, just because it didn't work out romantically, you know? And 
most of the people that I do come across, we have the communication skills to have conversations like this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And it's just so beautiful. And that's one of the reasons I really wanted to talk about relationships today because my reality when it comes to relationships and dating was so different a few years ago and to right now. Mm-hmm. And I still deal with a lot of women that are struggling a big time, you know? And it reminds me of what the mass majority of the people are experiencing out there. And it breaks my heart because I know there is another way. I've experienced both now. And it all started from working on myself, healing my wounds, changing my perception about men, about relationships, about the world, um, my relationship with myself, you know, the most important thing, actually. That's why when you said what kind of relationships, I'm like, well, Mm. your relationships with other people is kind of a reflection of the relationship you have with you, right? Yeah. If I can't do self-compassion, I won't be able to be compassionate towards you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand, yeah. Mm. Well said. Mm, Thank you. I like that. Um, I've also... Yeah, I think it's also been something on my mind as well. Like, how do I, how do I be myself within a relationship as well? And how do you like you know you're saying how do I attract the right person? Do I need this? I'd say need. Yeah, I dislike. I dislike that word. Me too. Um, it comes back to desire. Like, I think people appreciate wanting to be desired. Like, I think it's it's a more beautiful it's a more beautiful relationship that we would have if I say like I want to be here with you as opposed to I need to be here with you. 100%. And, you know, this is the thing, right? Like, a lot of people have been red-peeled by Andrew Tate, you know? Right. Explain <laughs> and, that. Huh? Explain what you mean. Are we going to have a conversation about Andrew Tate? This is going to be a fun episode. When I say, well, there's so many elements. Like, let's not make this episode about Andrew Tate no. because we can go on yes. about it for three hours. But one of the things is he has literally, I don't know what the word is, I believe in some elements he has ruined the perception of masculinity or masculine energy, right? Um, It almost feels like the money makes the man. Or if somebody has money or is financially successful, they're automatically a high-value man. Or if you do want to be in your masculine energy, if you do want to be a high-value man, what you've got to do is focus on making money. Mm. And Interesting. Yeah, go on. There's two parts of that that I think people need to understand. Because there is the whole like pursuing money. It's not about pursuing money, but money does represent something bigger. One, I actually made a story about this a few days ago. Please really? go on, yeah. What females like, from what I've learned, mm, tell me. From, oh, this is such a fun conversation. Well, <laughs> is the ability for a man to be resourceful. One hundred percent. So, to, he can be poor, but if you know that he can make money again, so the ability to make money is actually important. But it's not the money; it's the fact that he has the ability to make the money. <laughs> that's what it is Look, and the money is a reflection of the 100%. fact that a man can do that however i do believe as a as a society as a whole that our values aren't really aligned or they're not the best they could be and so my concern and what my concern is even for myself is like i can't tell whether or not someone's resourceful and good at something or it or if we're actually valuing the wrong things and we're giving money to people that don't deserve to be valued because our values as society actually are a little off. Mm. And that's where I'm a little bit confused, actually. I'm like, oh, I understand what they're saying. I understand the general consensus. But I'm like, but do we have our values straight? Do we have our values in alignment to a higher purpose? I think this is where I would like to lead the conversation to as well, right? Um, But let's go back to that the ability, yeah. resourcefulness for a moment. Mm. I was talking on my Instagram stories a few days ago, you know, 
a man's bank balance does is not the single source or representation of someone's masculinity. No. It's not the only thing that determines that, but it is a good indication, right? Like mm. if you were to talk about the divine masculine energy, right? The commitment, the structure, the go getting the go getter energy, the focus, uh, the confidence, the assertiveness, all of these qualities. Like if you have truly let go of, you know, all of your traumas and conditioning, what society told you to be and found out and integrated, embodied who you really are. Mm. and you have integrated all of these qualities, I wonder why you're not financially successful. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, there are so many external factors that go into that, and 100% what you said about the ability to make money, right? Like, it's not about, oh, does this man have money? It's what does that money represent? Like, what comes with it? You, yourself, as, as an entrepreneur, me, I've been doing business for a few years too, we understand the ups and the downs of the valley emotionally, mindset-wise, the personal leadership it takes in order to be in business, mm. right? In order to actually last in business. 99% of entrepreneurs fail in the past five years. So to me, like, when I do see somebody uh, that, you know, has been in the game or, you know, working through the game, whether they're on the up, on the down, whichever part of the journey, my respect is like hands out, you know, like hands down, so much respect. Um, and that comes into what you're talking about, value. Are we valuing the wrong thing? And I believe that's where I was taking the Andrew Tate conversation, mm. right? It's not the only thing we should be placing value on, right? It's not the only test or indication of somebody's value or masculinity or their ability, their resourcefulness, because um, I personally have gone through bankruptcy and I know you have gone through similar mm. things with your business too. Does it represent my value or my worth, my everything. No, like I did all the right things. You've done all the right things yeah. too. We try, we operate from integrity. We're learning, we're growing, we work hard. There are external factors. We don't want to be writing people off. And the moment we start only giving value to money, that's when men also start paying attention to the wrong thing, yeah. right? And also women. And to me, you attract what you're being 100%. If you are a man, that is only focused on making money, you are going to attract women that is only focused on that. Or if you're a woman that's only focused on, you know, your outwards appearance, you are going to find men that only mm. care about that. That's why I believe the value system is wrong. Like with how we spend our time, how we spend our energy, how we spend everything really, because I see so many like beautiful women out there, like, you know, 12 out of 10 by society standards. And they have very shit experiences in dating because they haven't done internal work, you know? Mm. And I know men that are struggling in the dating scene so much, they spend so long of their time becoming successful, making money, and the type of women they're meeting out there are not that great, you know? So, yeah, the value conversation is huge. Yeah, it is. Well, you got to think, like, well, who determines what we value as well? We do, no? Well, society does. We but do, but... It's a collect. There's like you know, you can determine your own values, mm. but there's also like a collective, right? And at every moment in time, you have the collective values and your own values that you're like in contention with, right? Mm. And maybe we need to align those a bit more. Example: There's Australia Day long weekend. Um, my friends would value friendship and value going out and value camaraderie, right? That could be a big thing, like collaborative sort of stuff. Where I would value um, peace, value time spent in my business, valued. This thing. So it's like, well, what's right, what's wrong in that decision? It's you to think what's more important to you. But at every moment in time, you do have what society values and what you value. And you're going to always be 
it contending with those two things and deciding where to go. I'd say pursue your own values first and see where that goes. And if it doesn't line up, work out for you, then start to change your values and adapt that to you at a place where you're like happy with yourself and what you're doing. But in saying that, um, I don't think we just decide values on our, our, ourselves. Be, example, like social media, right? They they will send, so you know, if you're on Instagram, there's certain like movies, right? Movies are a great way. They can tell you what's a value too. Mm. Uh, commercials tell you what's a value. Marketing companies tell you what's a value. Why do you value this product over this product? Do you have any idea? Not necessarily because they've done the research. They understand the psychology behind it. They understand the marketing. They understand a lot of human behavior, which is all data analytics, mm. which is what these companies pay for. So one of the, the biggest companies, one of the biggest things right now is data. People pay a lot of money for data. So, and if you have that, well, then what are the values of the people that have the data, right? Are they going to use them for the to to improve human society, to evolve, you know, uh, or are they driven by money? And so, therefore, they are driven by money. They then make us spend more money because they understand how the human behavior works. We are just not aware or conscious enough. We don't have the data to actually make these choices until we step out of that whole, I guess. That would be like one definition of the matrix, right? It is like, the matrix. The matrix is mental. Yeah. And it's not like something that someone's made up. It's like, it just, it just, it's the framework of the world that you currently live in could be defined as the, as the matrix. And until you break that current framework that you're involved in, uh, then you you know, you then see the other side. Okay, great. Like I get to make the choices now. I become more aware of these things. I I decided to pick this product over this product. So it's like it is becoming more conscious and becoming more aware, and that's how you actually break through the that's matrix. That's the whole point of this the whole conversation. Point of mindfulness, the whole point of meditation, yeah. the whole point of all these sort of things. Just and education, too. Education, you know? exactly. And yeah, one hundred percent. And so that's really what we want to do here on this podcast, but also with yourself and your work. Um, but yeah, I would say it is it is hard, you know, because it's not just we don't have. I don't think we have great leaders right now. I think that's an issue. Like we don't have great leaders that inspire us and. Um, tell us what to value or actually lead by their own values very, very well. Like I think there are, obviously there's a handful, but I say majority right now, you look at the world, like, you know, look at the prime minister, you look at the, the presidents, you look at all these people. Like, I don't know if my values align with these people. Mm. Yeah. They rule the entire country, mm. you know? So um, there's a massive misalignment with values in terms of the top down. So um, it's tricky. It's tricky for people to kind of figure out. I've got so much to add, but one thing I would like to start with, since it's a conversation about relationship, is this is a very, like, beautiful example of, like, being in your masculine energy yourself, mm. Anthony, like, because I look at the world and everything in my life, things I can control, things I cannot control. And if you were to talk about the masculine energy, it's the energy of taking responsibility and, you know, doing something about it. Like, I am very angry about the state of the world we live in right now, mm. right? And I'm sure yourself, too, you're sad, like, a lot of these people are in pain, suffering, buying things that's not good for them, you know, all of that stuff. And are you whinging about it or are you doing something about it? Big or small, you're hosting this podcast, you've got other platforms. There's so many things you do that are contributing, controlling what you can control while being aware and educating yourself with what you can't control. Mm. Um, to me, that is one of the embodiment of the beautiful divine masculine, you know. So I wanted to point that out. Thanks. You're welcome. And secondly, you're so right about being influenced by social media, by everything, right? I don't believe the people on top have our best interests in mind, right? The world is the way it is right now because people with money and influence are not operating from their heart. They have been overtaken by power and greed, in my opinion. We've had this conversation before. Yeah. Anthony told me something that blew my mind. I had the same idea, but I didn't know how to language it. But the wording you used, I still remember, was... Um, 
the consciousness of humanity is a reflection of the consciousness of each individual combined together. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, yes. And you said the world is now ruled by this wounded masculine figure, basically this controlling father that's mm. power hungry, that's greedy, that's like, you got to do this, these are the curriculums, all of that, you know? And that was the simplest and most beautiful way of explaining the whole collective consciousness, what's going on. What's yeah. going on. And it was so beautiful, you know? And this is why I stopped listening to rap music too. Because our subconscious is always listening. Like I don't yeah, want to creating yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to program my mind with fuck bitches get money. Like you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 100%. I'm like uh, that's why I'm like oh, I, I can't do that because you know everything matters. Every little thought you have, all the music and music's a great way of storytelling. You know, I think if not one of the most powerful ways of storytelling. You think about it. Like I don't like what gets stuck in your head more songs or like words that you use in sentences. Songs. Oh, I have so many songs stuck in my head all day and don't repeat. So I feel like if you can make a song about something and then you keep seeing that and repeating that in your head, you know, and everything, you know, a lot of people talk about like, you know, you, your thoughts manifest if you start thinking about the future and the feeling of that. So it's actually not just your thoughts, it's your thoughts and your feelings. Your feelings, Right? Yes. So if you have these thoughts that are negative and then you feel negative, then you're going to start to create a negative reality for yourself. Um, so it's about like, okay, well, what's a positive song? What's some positive lyrics? Mm. How do I, how can I actually subconsciously tune and, and fix my mind? I don't know if this actually study has been done on this, but I, I take this into consideration all the time with music. Look, uh, we've had conversation about like plant medicine before. That's yeah. a conversation I can go on about three hours, but one of my favorite type of music is ayahuasca music. Right. All ayahuasca music are literally about programming your mind or telling you about how safe you are, how loved you are. The mm. power of love is here all of that stuff, you know, healing our brothers and sisters and Mother Earth, you know, so beautiful. And I literally only listen to my plant medicine playlist in the morning when I get out of my house, especially to literally like my brain is like yeah. wide awake, like it's in theater. It's the easiest time to program it, right? And the reason why I believe music is so powerful is that like you said, words in itself without emotions attached to it does not have much power, mm. right? Like when you have a desire, when you have a feeling attached to a thought, that's what it manifests. And a lot of times, like, people have all of these traumas and wounds and they're trying to reprogram their mind with something completely different without dealing with this. And they're trying to tell themselves, I'm beautiful, I'm a millionaire. It does not work. And why I believe music is such a beautiful way to bypass that is because when somebody else is singing this song with all of their heart and soul, mm. um, giving that energy of love and healing or empowerment in that, and you yeah. listen to it, you tap into that energy. So... Even if you don't have access to that level of love within yourself right now, you're you literally take you can get a sense of it from someone else. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I agree with you. It's such a, that's why music is such a beautiful thing. Any, I know. Like, anything with like you know music, storytelling, animation, all these things that bring um, thoughts to life. You know, mm. that's really what you're saying as well. And at the end of the day, like if you think about it, like I believe we live in a society like thinking about values. We value the wrong things. Like creativity mm. is so undervalued. If you think about it, yeah, we have all of those beautiful things outside, but what do we go to when we feel sad, when we mm. feel lonely, when we are going through something? We go back to art. So do you know, this is a side note, but yeah. do you know what I was saying about rainy days? Mm. Do you know that's what it means? That's what it symbolizes? Ah, no, yeah. no, I know. So the idea behind rainy days, which is a production company that I'm working on, um, is that we are one, we're more creative on rainy days. Think about when it rains, you, you draw. I remember being a kid, it was a rainy day, like I'd draw, I'd be writing, I'd be doing these things. It had this, like, there's this beautiful, magical feel about it that I still can't necessarily explain. You watch movies with your family, like you just also, like you just get to be yourself, right? 
Um, but also it represents the struggle, uh, the creative struggle for, for creative people, like the mental struggle of it. Because to mm-hmm. be creative, like you have to pursue what you love and pursue the unknown um, all the time. And so it feels like a rainy day. And so... Of course. So that's yeah. what the whole, that's what the brain is about. Oh my God, this is fascinating because I want to touch on one thing we were literally just but, talking about. We we're talking about manifestation, hmm. energy, attraction, you know, just a whole process of law of attraction. And Anthony and I actually met in a seminar full of like 300 people or something like that. And I'm sure in this room, there were amazing people that we would have connected with, could have connected with. And I connected with many people, but you're the only person I stayed in touch with. And it's almost every single time I have a conversation with you, my mind is blowing. You know? <laughs> and I see sometimes you start smiling too, because I will say things, you're like, where did this come from? Yeah. Like energy does not lie, no matter where you're at. doesn't matter if it's through music, social media, face to face. Somehow I just end up meeting the most well, I magical knew, I knew places. The moment, like you wouldn't have known because you got up on you got up and spoke. <laughs> so <laughs> when you got up, I was like, okay, um, um, I, I resonated with what you said, and I was like, so I knew like that would probably if I bumped into you later on that we'd connect. And then but we'll even downstairs. that is the thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you. How many times do you look at people? I, I'm sure. Like I yeah. said, some beautiful things. Uh, I'm sure there are many people that wanted to connect with me, and I'm sure many people would have if mm. they somehow ended up, you know, having the opportunity. The, yeah, exactly. But we literally ended up in a cafe together, and you approached me for a conversation. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that is one of my antidotes to like focus on myself, what I'm creating, and conscious creators of yeah. the world rather than the society, because I'm just like it's so magical. Mm. Like everything is happening exactly how it's supposed to happen mm. you know that's a good point so like this is bringing this back to relationships right it's mm. about we spoke, we spoke about this earlier like aligning yourself to who you truly are so yeah. when you got up on stage right you said you pretty much wore your heart in your sleeve mm. so it makes it very easy for me and everyone else around to be like okay that's what that person's about and mm. then are you about that or you're not about that and so then you're going to attract people that are like i'm about that too and you go, you know, so it's like, you know, speaking yourself on social, like being yourself on social media, being yourself. And then look, I think social media has its, like, its benefits and it's like, obviously, it's, it's pros and it's cons. Um, what do we focus on? But if you can actually find a way to be your authentic self online or your authentic self in person to pursue what you actually love and all these things, then eventually you can attract all these, all these people that love the same thing. It's not like coincidence or like this very sort of stuff. It's like, you know, yeah. you're just doing things you love. It's very obvious you love these things. And people who love this, those things love those things too, and love people that love those things. And so it just, it just, it just, it just makes so much sense that you start to cultivate a, a life that you actually enjoy a lot more by pursuing what you enjoy. And it's quite simple. I know. <laughs> you, know? And, you know, one thing you said. You know, we talk about like manifestation, vibration, the war side of things, right? Like yeah. let's let, let's look at it from both perspectives. Yeah, because the, you and I both and know. The, yeah. Yeah. You and I both believe in both, right? And yeah. that's one of the reasons I get along with you so well because we research different elements, the spirituality, the neuroscience, the physical element, the emotional element, all of that. And you know how you talked about pursuing what you truly love. Mm. When you are talking about what you truly love, when you're pursuing what you truly love, when you are operating out of the core essence of who you are, you are vibrating at that energy of love. Mm. And this is, we're not talking about manifesting specific things, but if you are vibrating at that energy of love, peace, contentment, whatever it is, things in your life, yeah. you're going to attract like a radio station. And so what, we mean, what we mean by that as well is that there actually is like proven that you have an aura field around you. 100%. Right? So that's, that's scientifically proven. So everyone has this like electromagnetic pulse that's around them mm. and your heart is electromagnetic vibration. Mm. So what happens is when you actually, when people say vibrating at this frequency, it yeah. means that you're actually, <laughs> the magnetic field around you has a higher vibration 
and that then it like works like a magnet so it pulls certain things in that or resonate with certain um similar vibrations same thing like, like two two magnetic poles right so that's that's what we're talking about and people are like what do you actually mean by that it's actually like the, there's an aura around you it's made by a mag- magnetic electromagnetic frequency and it actually interacts with other people and that's how you get a vibe with someone yeah if you get like you can sense if you guys are on the same sort of wavelength you know speaking of aura like something really beautiful happens to me all the time and I actually use my, you know, we talk about law of attraction. I want to bring it back to relationship in a moment because mm. I've got something to add about what you just said. But one of the most beautiful things that happens to me is sometimes, like, I will literally just be smiling at nothing, walking on the street. All good? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be smiling at nothing, walking on the street. And as I walk past people, I witness people, like, relaxing a little bit or, like, smiling back at me. And I'm like, wow, like, when I take care of myself, when I take care of my, you know, thoughts, my emotions, when I clear up my environment, internal and external, and when I am vibrating in that, my electromagnetic field is the energy of peace and safety and love. I can literally walk past someone and shift their state with me. And to me, that's the most beautiful thing ever, you know? And this is another way I actually use the law of attraction. I use it as a tool. People think about law of attraction only from a place of manifesting. I want to manifest this using law of attraction. But the thing is, you're already manifesting. You're manifesting every single moment of the day. And sometimes I look at my life or people or things my day and I'm like, okay, like, where was I today? Depending on the event that's happened or situation that's happened. I don't take fully responsibility for everything in my life. I believe in God. I don't believe I am God, you know. Um, So I'm not saying I'm fully responsible for everything that happens in my life. But it is a good indication for me to be like, okay, like, if these are the events that's happening in my life, like where I'm at right now internally, mm. and I do a check-in, and if I need to take care of myself, if I need to release whatever that's not serving me, if I have to set new intentions, if I have to cry and let something go, I do that so I come back to my natural state, you know? And one thing I loved what you talked about was doing things you love and speaking about things you love and being vulnerable. I believe that's one of the reasons why so many people struggle with relationships. Um they are afraid of opening up. They're afraid of going deep. They're afraid of wearing their hearts on their sleeves, right? Going back to that conditional love we talked about. Um, going back to what would happen if I didn't show up in a particular way in society. What if people think I'm weak if I care too much, you know? What if people think I'm lazy if I allowed myself to go with the flow a little bit? What if people think, um, I don't know, I don't have what it takes so I'm wasting my time if I pursued all of my passions together? All of these thoughts stop people from actually speaking their heart, talk about the things they're passionate about, go deep. And that's one of the best relationship advice I can give anybody out there, dating advice. Just allow yourself, like you don't even have to feel fully safe. Just be open to the idea the person in front of you may appreciate your depth. Try it once Mm -hmm. and you will realize people actually love it. Like the biggest epidemic we're going through right now, as people would say, is loneliness, right? Like Mm -hmm. everybody wants to have a nice conversation, even if it's for three minutes. And the moment you allow yourself to be vulnerable, be open, um, you allow other people to feel a bit more safe to be themselves as well. And all of a sudden, the level of connection you create is not what can you do for me, what can I do for you, based on need or fulfillment. It's actually an emotional connection. We're connecting as two humans, two souls. You know, it's like, that to me is the definition of intimacy if you were to go really deep, right? Yeah. Like, you're going to be naked in front of you emotionally. Um, 
and let's go from there. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that's one really powerful thing I wanted is, to mention. That is quite beautiful. Mm. So you made a very good point, by the way, with Surely. what you said, um, and about being your authentic self to attract mm. to attract the right the right person for you to attract what you want mm. in life. Um, you know, by doing what you love. And, you know, I spoke about this actually earlier in an early episode. So if people want to actually go through and listen to the whole story. They can check out the episode with, um, which is about alcohol, which we'll just talk about as well. Um, but in pursuing my first girlfriend, my first ex, um, I realized that I wasn't actually myself. And because I wasn't myself, I was actually never attracting the girl that I wanted to be with. And I remember thinking in so many relationships that I had, like, you know, flings or whatever, was, um, I'm like, how can this person like me? I'm, I'm not even myself yet. Like, I haven't even revealed to them who I actually am. And I was like, why do I keep having that thought? That's so strange. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, and then I listened to Jordan Peterson and, you know, um, two things that he mentioned was one, just telling the truth. But secondly, was like, okay, well, if I have an ideal version of a girl in my mind, right? Who am I to one have an ideal version of that girl? And then I'm like, well, am I actually even the ideal version, version for that? For that? Mm. And that became the thought process. I was like, okay. That's how manifestation works. You're going to become a match for what it is that you're trying to manifest. And that's a version of self-love too, right? Mm. Because yes, I'm pursuing the girl, but I'm also pursuing the man that I want to become in order to get the girl. And so it changed rather than me seeking out the girl, it became about actually seeking out myself and the best version of myself. Because as a consequence of that, I would then, or a byproduct of that, and a consequence, I would then attract that. that oh my partner. god! Can I just add something? Mm-hmm. I know you want to tell the rest of the story, but no, this that's... is beautiful because we are deep people. We talk about spirituality and all of that, right? And to me, one of the things I realize is that each road leads to Rome. Like we're all gonna get there, no matter mm-hmm. what it is you're looking for, Nirvana, enlightenment, whatever. And there are different paths, right? And I talk about relationships and business as a spiritual practice. And the way you describe it is perfect, right? Like in order to pursue this growth, what kind of version of myself do I have to become? And to me, like entrepreneurship is the same thing. In order to be successful in business, what kind of qualities, like mm-hmm. what parts of myself do I have to face? Like you need to evolve like your podcast, like evolution. You've got to evolve yourself in order to evolve the qualities of your relationships and the quality of your life and all of that. And that is when you actually manifest even faster, like whatever mm-hmm. it is you want, right? Instead of looking at the outcome of, you know, I'm trying to get the grown or I'm trying to make a million dollars. It's of like, who am I becoming in the journey? Mm-hmm. And that to me also gives me fuel and motivation of, you know, it is worth it. Like when things aren't working because not everybody have 100% amazing experiences in dating or, yeah. you know, business. I learned Great something point. recently, by the way, about the law of three. So obviously Nikola Tesla, three, six, nine, but we'll We'll talk about oh, another, think you said another the, conversation. That video, yeah. But uh, the law of three to manifest, right? So why it's the law of three is you have a male, a female, and then they procreate and you have a child. So mm-hmm. you need two opposite forces and that creates a third. Okay? So you have like you might have like positive, negative, and neutral. You might have hot, cold, and then you have the middle like the middle temperature. Like so manifesting actually requires two opposite like ends of the same pole to then create a third perspective or a third object is what you, which is what you want to manifest, right? Or a space for that. So example would be like your thoughts and feelings. So one could be your thoughts could be like a masculine sort of trait 
and your feelings will be a feminine sort of trait. And so it's when your thoughts and your feelings align that you then start to manifest. And mania in Italian means hands. So it's actually about doing as well. So it's when you actually have your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions, all three align, you then start to manifest. I actually believe it's four. I talk about four dimensional alignments, Mm. physical, mental, uh, emotional, spiritual, or energetic, Mm. because I do believe our energetic hygiene is very important too, you know practices connecting to self and when i say spiritual like people think you know going to the church on sundays i'm not talking about that it's about finding the divine within right mm. like meditation for example introspection or having your own practices some shape or form no matter what kind of practice you believe in whether it's christianity whether it's hinduism whatever it is right because that faith element really plays out too in my opinion yeah. so it's for the emotional alignment right but everything has to be aligned mm. Um, and if you are trying to manifest something, it's not manifesting. Look at these four elements and be like, what am I missing there? Mm. You know, um, it's really funny. People talk about you manifest what you're being. And I use this as an example. Um, you're like, okay, I'm a surfer. I want to manifest being a surfer. What does a surfer do? How do you be a surfer? A surfer surfs three times a day. So if you want to be a surfer, if you want to feel like a surfer, you're going to actually go surf. Like, it's inevitable, but that's another side of the internet we're talking about, right? Like, the misinformation about how you actually manifest. People try to reprogram their mind only thinking, you know, if I think positive only, it's going to happen. It's really interesting because this is actually how my whole journey started. So, when I was 16 years old, someone gave me the book called The Secret. And I'm like, I am going to manifest the world. Nothing worked. And that's when... I cried to one of my friends at a party, like, maybe there's something wrong with me, something's broken. And she was like, maybe. I'm like, what do you mean? And she introduced me to the concept of conscious versus subconscious mind. And my world was fluent because from there, I went to see kinesiologist, uh, hypnotherapy, coaching, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just started exploring from that point. But that was the catalyst. I was like, okay, I've got this information. It's working for everybody else. Why it's not working for me? That was the journey of the inner work that kind of started and the physical elements too. Mm. It's a very beautiful conversation to talk about actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's in terms of business and entrepreneurship, it's a big thing. You know, like why are you doing this? Is it for yourself? Is it for fame? Is it for glory? Is it um, to make money? Is it because of your family? Like, you know, what exactly is that? And we spoke about this earlier too, was like that hero character within everyone. And um, it's ultimately about letting that go, right? Like letting go of, like just trusting people. We said that, you know, just, just trusting that they'll make their own way there. Trusting that, you know, you're, you're not going to be the savior. You're going to help everyone out. By you doing what you love and believing in what you believe in and upholding your own values, that's enough. You know, mm. and I think that's one of the antidotes, right? You said like people mm. don't feel like they can be themselves in a relationship or they can't be themselves in society. And it's like, well, it's just going out and discovering who you are. That's a quest in a, like in itself. That's an adventure in itself as well. And the biggest adventure. Like, it's beautiful too. Yeah. Like, to have that adventure with yourself and to be on that on that journey. And so and it, you're so deep. Like everyone, there's so much to you. There's so much, you know, like you like I think a lot of the things what I do in terms of practice is I go back to my, my kid's self and I'll be like, Okay, what's it like little Anthony yeah, like to do? Like, child, yeah. What did he like? What did he love? What was he Before interest? the world told him yeah, all of all these this things were useless or bad or not good yeah. enough, you know. What's he believe in? What yeah. was his dreams, what his aspirations? And a lot of them of you know, they're not there anymore. Um you know, dreams of being a tennis player, like all these like objective things, right? But there's still the character. Like, you know, why did I want to be that character? Like, what kind of tennis player did I want to be? Like, was I like a Roger Federer? Was I like a Djokovic? Because each of them are dist- like distinguishable in terms of how they play the game, in terms of how they are as sportsmen and everything like that. 
And so I was like, well, I can still uphold those values. I can still be that person. I just won't be that, that form. Right. And so, um, it became a lot about pursuing character for me as well. Like you mentioned as well. I was like, what character goes into entrepreneurship? And, you know, people said like, okay, you fail all the time. Getting used to failure is part of that process yeah. too. It's part of evolution. The discomfort. You're going to you be, you're going to expand your capacity to sit in that failure yeah. feeling of failure and be like, whoa, everything I thought I was doing right or working, my effort, my energy went into something and I was wrong and mm. that's okay. And things happened and I'm feeling all of these feelings. Uh, I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just sit there. Just sit with it. You had a couple of questions for me that you said. Uh, which one? In terms of relationship. You, you said you had like a few relationship questions. Relationship questions, right? Um, actually, yeah. What is your biggest advice for women out there? that are looking at getting into like a conscious relationship where they want to be with a partner that is in their, you know, grounded, healthy masculine energy that is conscious, but also taking responsibility for, you know, the physical element of life. Would love to hear a man's perspective because I talk about it all day, all night, you know? Like what, what do I think women should be pursuing in a man or themselves? Not, or? not what they'd be pr- pursuing for someone that is looking for a relationship like that. What's your biggest tip, biggest advice for women out there? So they're looking at a relationship for like what? Like what's what's the kind of relationship they're looking for? Like a, romantic health, relationship. a romantic relationship. Yeah, healthy, romantic, conscious relationship where they are communicating consciously, growing together, yeah. authentic, deep connection. Yeah. Um, I think you already gave me an answer. Possibly. Being yourself. Being yourself is, is, is a big part of it. But I think um, adventure in your own life too. Like, you know, if you like... What do you mean by romantic? Do you, you mean you, you want to be in, in love mm. with that person and in love on this a sense of adventure together? Because you have two types of stories. You have an adventure story and a love story, gen, generally speaking. I want both. Can we combine and the most, two? And most people want both. And mm. so it's, it's like, well, how's your adventure in your own life? How adventurous are you? Um, you know, what kind of risks do you like to take? What's, what makes you exciting? So like, you know, like, I do think people have to offer some, like, have to have something to offer, you know? Not, like, you know, this question sucks. What do you bring to the table? But it's yeah, my favorite it's, question. Well, what do you bring to the table true, energetically? Right? Like, what, do I, what, am I, what am I offering you? And, you know, our offerings might not align to one. That's okay. Like, I offer, you know, creativity, spontaneity, um, you know, but then someone else might offer security and, um, you know, like, other other aspects, like more listening, more care, more more like touch and emotion. So I guess my, my advice would be like, work out what you actually want, what you actually like need. What are your desires? What, like, what would you like someone to bring to the table? And then what would you like to, what do you, and it's not about, how do I match that? And it's, and not, it's about not exactly the same. There is polarity. Manipulating yourself, yeah. right? It's like, what do you organically, what's your natural, what do you naturally bring? What's your, what's your, it's not a same, maybe get rid of offering and say gift. What's your, what's your gift? You I know? think it kind of works itself out because like, Adventure is a big thing for me when I'm looking for a partner, right? Mm. But the reason I like it is because I am adventurous. Yeah, but maybe you know not someone I mean? else. So it's like work out what is, what's, what, are you, what are your gifts, right? And I spoke about this earlier, like your presence. So like your presence, who mm. you are, your essence of who you are is your gift to the world. So it's 100%. about like discovering who you are and then discovering what energetically matches that as well, right? Like, you know, like, and just, I guess just being honest and authentic, right? That's really, I think love and adventure is both truth at heart as well so like you know you tell the truth because you love someone and you go on adventures because you like love is the biggest form of an adventure 
you know, like to give yourself up, to surrender yourself to someone, to like to see where this goes. You know, if I'm entering a relationship, it's like, okay, I have faith that this is going to go somewhere. And being okay if it doesn't actually yeah, go somewhere. Like, not, to, not to be like, this is something I did wrong with me. It's like, well, no, maybe just that wasn't the right person for you. Um, not the right time. It's building faith as well. I think faith is a big thing. Like just faith that, you know, that all these things in the world are happening for you. And if you're bumping into this certain like sort of problem or pattern, it's because there's something about you that the world and consciousness is trying to is trying to wake you up for. Like, you know, like I always think like, you know, sometimes I was being the same type of girl, I wasn't getting the same relationships and I was like, Well, there's Probably. obviously a pattern here that <laughs> I have. And it might even be a value that I liked, right? My first value in relationships was yeah, adventure. Right? Um, a sense of adventure and playfulness. But because I only had that value at that time i would forgo other values which i wasn't aware of like i forgo like empathy care future family like you know they might have one aspect of my values but not they're not hitting a whole bunch of them um and so discovering your values is important too and then Can i add something to that yeah and really being unapologetic with what you want you mentioned something about you know uh authentic self Mm. And, you know, you said that you want yourself. That's why you want attracting the right type of people into your life. And I've got one antidote for anybody, everybody else that's recovering from any sort of like people pleasing. Is it going? Yeah. Yeah. Recovering from people pleasing or putting on a mask. Um, people pleasing is the biggest form of manipulation. Like when you are portraying mm-hmm. yourself to be a particular person so that you can get a certain reaction yeah. from somebody else, you're not doing it to be nice. You are the biggest manipulator. That really helped me unfuck myself when it comes to people pleasing. I'm like, no, I need to give you the truth of who I am, give you the honesty and see how you feel about that. That's the biggest form of respect I can give you. Hmm. If I was to play a role, uh, make you fall in love with a mask, now what do I do? Do I keep wearing the mask or do I change? And your truth doesn't mean you're right as well, right? Like That's that's the thing. Like my truth, I could be wrong, but the only way I'm going to find out I'm wrong is if I tell you the truth. Yeah. Uh, oh, I could be right, and you're wrong, and but the only way you're gonna, and otherwise you're just pretending, and you're trying not to hurt the other person's feelings the entire time, and then you end up in this bit of a trap, and I then think... you start to resent each other because you're essentially hiding something from one another, which is, which is the truth, mm-hmm. and so truth would be a high value too in relationships as well, like mm-hmm. honestly, open, like be authentic, and I just think that's the antidote to everything right now. That's what I... we need as a collective. Yeah, and I think one of the most important skills for anybody to develop is conscious communication. You know, mm. like you can have difficult conversations with people if you know how to communicate, if you know how to take responsibility mm. for your feelings, if you know when you are projecting, if you know it's your triggers, when you can come to someone and be like, hey, let's talk. I yeah. feel this when that happens, mm. or this is my truth rather than pointing the finger at somebody else. All of a sudden, this person's defense mechanism has dropped. Now you're having a conversation from the heart. Yeah. But a lot of people don't even do that. They go in like, you did this. This is not working. Everybody mm. else. And that's how people start fighting, you know? Um, I think a lot of the time as well, it's like you can betray yourself a lot. And I feel like that's something I noticed in, within me. It was like, um, you know, okay, example, right? Was you with this podcast room today. Like saying, okay, like, you know, if I was to let you in tomorrow morning in my own space, I'd be betraying myself because I have a... I had a promise with myself that this was, I created a certain space, a sanctuary, like to do certain things. And I think a lot of people have that difficulty as well. And there's something I struggled with like, was the barriers yeah. and like being afraid to hurt people mm. too. So it's like, you know, what, like, what do I, what do, what do I actually desire today? What, are, what am I about? Who am I? All these questions, these things are, I think they're really important to understand, like 
that's the essence of who you are. And then you need to align yourself with things that strengthen your character as opposed to taking away from your character. Because if I start to go back on my word with myself, my word becomes nothing. And then I can't trust myself. I can't trust my thoughts. I start to feel bad about myself. I feel resentful. I start to, do, my, do I blame friends? Like they keep running me out. And then you start to act in ways that you start getting rid of friends. You start, you start to become very chaotic and you don't know how to get out of that and start like, it's, it's a bit of a spiral. So it's actually just, the best thing is that understanding who am I? What am I about? What do I stand for? Um, where do I put my attention? And your attention is like where you put your heart, by the way. The root word of attention is to place your heart. So you go, okay, where am I placing my heart today? And is it with, and sometimes it has to be for yourself. Like sometimes it needs like alone time. That's where my attention, sh- like not should, right? It's where I want it to be because it, it improves my life better. Um, my attention is going to be with friends at certain points because I need to maintain those relationships. Like where does your attention have to be in order for you to create the life that you want? Um, and you know, and you can tell when you're not there, right? You can tell when you betray yourself. And then once you betray yourself, it's, it's a bit of a spiral from there, I feel. I want to add something there. I think one of the most attractive quality in humans, but especially in men, is the ability to set boundaries. Like I was just talking to mm. you about this before. Like Anthony is so good at saying no or like disagreeing with things. Like now sometimes I'll message things or like say things. It's like, actually, no. Or like, I don't agree <laughs> with you. I'm like, oh, okay. But like, I can take it. And I yeah, respect yeah, that. You know, yeah. I don't like a people pleaser. Like, yeah. I don't want you to say yes to me but, because you feel like you need to. Yeah. I only want you to say yes to me if you want, you want to, to because exactly. I don't want which, any resentment there, you know? Which actually gives more value, right, to you when I do say yes. Of course. And, that's, like, oh, yeah. and that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hoping to achieve in those situations. I think a lot of guys, you know, what's my advice for guys and girls is like, you know, your word is your word, right? So if I say yes, I actually mean yes. If I say no, I actually mean no. Because the integrity is there in the word. Where if I say yes to things and I actually don't mean it, then you know, it's like, well, I can say anything to you. And it doesn't actually, you don't feel that when I'm with you. You don't feel that when I see you. And it's such a, it's, it's a crazy thing. Like it's so, again, it's so simple, but just the truth really can help your relationships and help, you know, just the relationship with yourself, but others. Um, but also like it's direction, right? Like it actually helps you get to where you want to go faster because you know, if I, if I'm in a job that I don't like, or I'm in a relationship that I don't like, and I know I don't like it, but I'm scared to leave, like eventually it's going to crumble. You know, it's just having the courage. You know, we went to that, that, that seminar together, right? The very, very first frequency in positive was courage. Mm. Everything below courage was negative frequency. So courage is the very first step to actually, and you know, and what's like the truth comes with courage. Like all these benefits come with courage. It's, it's actually crossing the line. It's breaking, it's crossing the threat. It's the, the matrix crossing the threshold. Like even in the hero's journey, like when you cross the threshold, that is the, the moment of courage. It's the moment you actually step into the spiritual world, the divine world, um, the, like whatever you want to call it, right? It's just, it's just, it's actually yourself. That's, that's where you, you step into. You step into becoming more of who you are. And the thing is, you actually don't know who you are, but you're now dedicated to discovering who that is. And you're going to make mistakes along the way. You're going to say yes to things that you didn't want to say yes to, but then you can, um, reconcile with that, right? Like, okay, sorry, man. Like, I do this all the time. Like, you know, I learn from my mistakes. Next time, I'm not going to do that. Next time, I'm going to actually put up the barrier and I'm going to say it respectfully. Like, it's like, no, you can't do this. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, actually, I disagree with you, but here's why. But I'm open to hearing what you say too, because, like, I could be wrong hmm. and I always can be wrong. Hmm. Um, but there are certain things, right? So, your values is a, is a massive, a massive part of that to answer the question that you asked earlier. Yeah. Look, we can go on about this conversation forever. Mm. Let's do another episode. But yeah. <laughs> before I run off, I want to leave people with one thing. There's something you mentioned, respect, self-respect, right? How 
we allow other people to treat us is a direct reflection of how we treat ourselves. Mm. If you don't respect yourself, you will allow other people to disrespect you because that's the standards and boundaries you've got with yourself. If you're betraying yourself all the time, when other people do it, you're used to it. When you hold yourself to the certain standards with your standards, with your boundaries, with your word, people in my life, if you're not surpassing that, if you're not meeting me, I don't want it. I treat myself like a goddess. So if you're not treating me like a goddess, like why do I want you here? Mm. You know? So the key to, you know, being respected by people uh, is respecting yourself mm. and respecting your word, respecting your space, respecting your boundary and understanding the only way people know is if you communicate, right? Because we all raise differently. We have different values, different beliefs, different whatever. We think everybody else operates like us. That's why I love people with boundaries because I'm very like fire. You know, like, oh, let's do this, let's do this, da, da, da. And if people can't set boundaries, this relationship is going to go to failure because mm. I'm very playful. I let my inner child come out to play and I can unconsciously cross people's boundaries or push a little bit too hard without intentionally doing so. So if people can say no to me, I'm like, okay, now I know. Now mm. I know. This happened so many times to me. So self-respect. Yeah. And it's being okay with that too, right? Being okay with the no. And like, you know, and being okay with the boundary. Because that's, I think there's fear around Once that, right? Once again, it's, it's fear if you around... can't say no, you can take a no. Yeah. It's all literally a reflection yeah. of how you treat yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? No, what you mean. Yeah. But it is a hard thing, right? Like, it, I struggled with that for a very long time. Like, I, no? I was like, yeah, because it was like... like Especially I, culturally. He's Italian. Like... I'm from Central Asia. <laughs> yeah. It's like, everything's in marriage. You've got to say yes. You've got to take care how of the cousins, the family, the neighbors. Yeah. Like, how am I going to feel after this if I just... Like, it's like a rejection, right? But then... You have to be okay with that and respect the person because you, you trust that they're acting in the best way. And this is this is fundamentally what I want in relationships. You know, you go like, okay, what's the relationship built on? It's that unconditional love, right? And unconditional love for me would mean like, I know that no matter what, no matter what the situation, that the decision that you made was not out, made out of a malicious or ill intent. And that's just, that is the foundation of my relationships, Hey, that's very standard. And that's it. Like, yeah, that's it. But like, but people will think, well, why'd you do that? You start to question that. So like, I won't go questioning why you did this thing, right? Well, I can sometimes. But I mean, like, my aim is to not question. Like, I have to trust that you made the best choice for you at the time, and you weren't doing this to hurt me. Because if I, if you start to think, if I start to think that you did this to hurt me, then I'm going to be like, after I'm one, I'm on my guard is up. I'm on the lookout. I'm trying to figure out why you did that to me. Did I just mean in the past? Like, it becomes a very negative sort of spiral, right? So. I think at the foundation of relationships should be like, we should just trust and love each other, each other enough to be like, okay, I know you need this to hurt me. Minimum. And then we, we approach our relationship with that and we approach our conversations with that. And if there was something out of ill intent, well, let's figure that out. Why? And let's heal and repair that and lay a, a, that foundation over again. Because if that foundation's broken, if there is like, you know, cause you can think in the back of your head, like other relationships in your life where you're unsure if that person's acting out of ill intent or not. And you don't know. Right. That's, I that's personally no, actually, Anthony. Like hmm. my standards in relationships, friendships, and relationships are both so high that to me is the bare minimum. Like I've had yeah, that go. That's what I'm saying. Is is the bare minimum means that's the foundation. That's the, yeah. that's the floor. Yeah. It's like that's where you start from. I'm a very compassionate person. I'm very understanding. Like, talk to me. You know, talk hmm. to me. One rule I have in my relationship and friendships, everybody in my life knows this is do not ever doubt my intention. Mm. I'm an imperfect human being. I may say things, do things that may hurt you, that may be unconscious, that may be a projection, that may be inconsiderate. But the moment you doubt my intention, I'm out. Like yeah. I see the divine in you. 
I don't doubt you're ever acting out of ill intent. Maybe it's trauma, maybe it's coping mechanism, maybe it's unconsciousness, whatever. But I don't have anybody in my life where I actually think they will act out of ill intent. Mm. I do know that they will place their own interest before mine, which is fine. That to me is not ill intent. That's, you know, functional selfishness. Exactly. I know there are times they may hurt me, but I know it's never their intention. It's just a delivery, the it's, action, the outcome. Oh, there's there's wounds in that person. There's there's, there's things underneath that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that people don't do things out of ill intent either. It's just you need to approach it with that. But to, I think by the time somebody is in my inner world, for me yeah. personally, I've done that filtering process. Yeah, but what if what if I did, right? What if I did something out of ill intent? You don't know what's happening. Like, I, I could do something like that, right? Because maybe the state I'm in, something happens to me, and then, you know, it's a shock because you don't have control over my life. But, what you, what I would say, what you'd have to do and how to approach that would be like, okay, I'm going to approach it as if he didn't do that out of your intent, even if he did. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode and for tuning into my podcast. From the bottom of my heart, your support truly means the world to me. If you enjoyed today's episode, if it sparked a new idea, connected you to the world, or simply gave you a greater sense of happiness, I have a small favor to ask. It would absolutely make my day if you could share this podcast with someone you care about, whether it's a friend, a family member, or a colleague, Simply send them a quick text with a link to the episode. Introducing them into something that you enjoyed would really, really uh, help me and help the show out. So once again, thank you for your continued support and for being part of this journey with me. Until next time, take care and keep spreading those good vibes. And I'll see you in the next episode.